0: You're listening to the Asking for a Friend podcast, an elder-led ministry of Believers Baptist Church in Emory, Texas. The Asking for a Friend podcast exists as a weekly resource for the edification and knowledge of God's people. My name is Jason Rowland. I'm one of the elders of Believers Baptist Church. I'm joined in this podcast by another one of our elders, Philip Castleton. Thank you for listening in, whoever you may be and wherever you may be. And may the Lord bless this podcast to you as a means of grace for your spiritual growth. Philip, we are um, recording this on May the 19th, 2021, but this podcast will be released for the week of June 24th, or the Thursday of June 24th, and just a few weeks before I actually go on a sabbatical for the month of July, and looking forward to doing... um, a lot of uninterrupted reading and studying. Grateful to the other elders and um, the congregation for granting me this opportunity. And uh, certainly grateful for the other elders, yourself included, who are stepping into some of the roles and opportunities while I'm away for this study sabbatical. So, in July, the podcast for the five weeks. Of July, five Thursdays of July will actually be some podcasts that we had done earlier in the year. Um, I think it might have been actually uh, the end of last year, 2020, where we did some podcasts on the doctrines of grace. So those are going to be replayed for the month of July 2020. So when I come back, we will actually record for August in the same line of podcasts that we're doing currently for the month of June because we are doing the Beatitudes and we're just doing the first four for June and we'll come back and do the rest of them in August. So that's a little bit of what's happening for the listener for the future for the Asking for a Friend podcast. But for today, our question that we're asking is, how are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness satisfied? And again, Jesus' Sermon on the Mount begins with the Beatitudes, a list of um, blessings that describe the inner character of those who are true believers, those who are in Christ. Um, and we have tried to um, talk about each of these as being connected to the other. So we begin with poor in spirit, recognizing that you are spiritually bankrupt, moving to the idea of mourning over your sin, moving then from there to understanding that we must continue in meekness or gentleness. That is the um, idea of... um, being in Christ, but but living in a way that exhibits Christ in us. And now the fourth beatitude of Matthew chapter 5, verse 6: Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. So Philip, how does this beatitude connect with the previous three? Well, you got your poor in spirit, so the, this person's
1: destitute of self, right? They recognize they've got nothing, no merit. Um, the next one's poor in, sp- uh, I mean, rather mourning. Uh, the person uh, mourns over the sin, the remaining sin in their life, the sin in their culture. They just sin in general as it's an affront to God, and they recognize who God is, His love, His holiness, His his mercy, his justice, and, and, and it just breaks the heart of, of, of a man or a woman um, to, 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 to know that sin is there and sin remains in them. And then uh, the next step is that they're meek, right? They're, uh, they trust, uh, they, they're emptied of self, and they trust in, in God who judges rightly and judges justly. And naturally then, the person who's been emptied of themselves needs to be filled, Right, and so what? Better than to be hungry, right? Um, to hunger and thirst for righteousness. I mean, hunger is a sign of need. Hunger is a sign of life. Hunger is a sign of health. Right. I mean, the fact is that um, the reason that we hunger for righteousness is because we need righteousness. Yes. Not not the justification type of righteousness that's ours or we wouldn't be hungering right, right? right. Uh, that's that was what created new life in us mm-hmm. but because that life is there a hunger and a thirst for for a, a a practical righteousness a righteousness that works itself out in my hands and my feet and my my eyes and my mouth and my heart
0: right uh, that i need and i hunger and i long for this is a a, a righteousness of sanctification or a hunger and a thirsting for sanctification. I, I think so. I think that's exactly the the best way.
1: Um, I think that's the best way to understand it. And um, and we need to know that as human, as humans, and with with a nature uh, like it is, that we we're going to pursue something. You know, Bob Dylan says, "You know, everybody serves something, right?" But we're always pursuing something, and we always pursue that which most satisfies us or we think will satisfy us. There's the lie that most of us have, have, have bought, right? Mm-hmm. Is that satisf- satisfaction comes through um, the, the accumulation of material goods, mm-hmm. you know, um, sex, drugs, and rock and roll mm-hmm. or whatever, right? This is what we're told. This is what we jump. This is the American dream, mm-hmm. keeping up with the Joneses. Mm-hmm. So what we think will satisfy is what we pursue. Mm-hmm. This text tells us that the only thing worth pursuing that has real satisfaction attached to it is the satisfaction of a practical righteousness that comes
0: through, right? That which is afforded us in Christ. Right, right, right. And so none of these beatitudes would lead ultimately to, as you just mentioned a moment ago, justification. These are not a pathway to be justified before God. No. These are not a way in which somebody would... Be able to say, I am poor of spirit, I am meek, I am mourning, I am pursuing righteousness, and so therefore I am justified before God. This is impossible without it, regeneration. Yeah, these
1: aren't rungs of a ladder
0: right. that, that climb us up. If they were, you'd
1: never be able to reach the first one. I mean, the lowest rung on, on the ladder is poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Well... We'd never be able to reach that one to begin the climb. Because our pride is in the way. Yeah. I mean, these things are are true of those who are in the kingdom because of regeneration and because
0: of their union to Christ, who is ultimately blessed. Right. Now, neither do these Beatitudes need to be understood in the sense that um, because I am poor in spirit, I'm blessed. Or because... I mourn. I am blessed. In other words, it's just the opposite. It's the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I am blessed. Therefore, I mourn. Right.
1: Therefore, I'm poor in spirit because of my union to Christ and the new heart that's been given, that, that heart of flesh, that supple heart, the law written on my heart, right? Because of that, I'm poor in spirit. Because of that, I mourn. Because of that, I can trust only, and not in self, right? I'm meek because I can, tr- I can only trust in Christ. And f- because of that, I am desperately hungry for not uh, that which
0: is attached to and connected to my justification, my sanctification. Right. So happy is not the best interpretation of the word blessed for these beatitudes. No. Uh, happiness, again is contingent upon circumstances, it's uh, transient, it's temporal, it's the idea of subjective um, reality, that's what happiness is. But we're saying that blessed here is the idea of um, being in communion with God. It is uh, who God is, and as a result of our identification with God through faith in Christ, this is what we are. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. Okay, so and,
0: and 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 I want to make a statement cuz um, we're
1: so inundated. You know, I like I said I, I had a young man I ran into this past week who's who is um I got to witness to it, it was a wonderful time we got to talk, but he's you know, he's attached himself to some things that I think are really unhealthy. And 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 I and I, and I want to say this because this statement has been twisted mm-hmm. to some extent if you will and been and It's often considered, even they don't mean it, but this this notion of being blessed and stuff has been twisted to such a sense that we really read it this way. We're righteous if we hunger and thirst to be blessed. Righteousness is found in desiring to be blessed. That's what the prosperity gospel says. Mm -hmm. You're really righteous Mm -hmm. if you're hungering and thirsting Mm -hmm. for blessing. Mm -hmm. Right? That's not what the text says. And blessing is interpreted as... Material things right, but that but unfortunately, that feeds right into what most of us want to pursue, mm. right right, so if we think that 's where satisfaction is found, uh, that is what we will pursue. Mm. But I think that you 're dead on the blessedness here is something that 's attached to Christ, and because of our blessedness, we pursue. Um, you know, this, this righteousness. It's not the opposite of way. We're not righteous because we pursue blessing. It's
0: not, that's the way the world would read it. That's not what the text says. Right. So then what does this mean? Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. You saying that it's a hunger and thirst for sanctification. And so how does that flesh itself out in our, our daily life. I mean, how do we think about sanctification? For example, it is a progressive work. It is, and it was
1: actually provided for in, our, um, in the gospel. It was actually provided for in the gospel. 1 Corinthians one thirty says this, Because of him you are in Christ, who became to us wisdom from God, righteousness, and sanctification and redemption. So, so, this righteousness this sanctification, this has been provided for us in what Christ did, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. It's ours because of his. Um, Christ became to us righteousness to sanctification. So to hunger after righteousness is really to hunger after what? Christ right more of more of that, right? Second Corinthians 5:15 He died for all that those who live might no longer live for themselves but for him, right. Mm-hmm. Now you see that this hungering is really a desire to to see the the conformity to christ's likeness, mm-hmm. this kind of righteousness second corinthians five twenty one for our sake he made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of god first peter two twenty four he himself bore our sins in his body on the tree that we might die to sin and live to righteousness, right so these things um they are provided for us in in this the in the atonement in the work of Christ and um which demands of us um to to drop out of the race that seeks to satisfy ourselves right and to jump into if you will a pursuit of Christ and sanctification right that's that's what i think it means i think that it means that That um, if I rightly understand what it means to to pursue righteousness, I think it's to pursue that which God has ordained and provided for in his gospel, you know, in his um, atoning work. And um, so therefore, um, it means that everything that I pursue currently, I have to abandon. Right. It's not unlike and the, Go after him. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. No. 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 You. No. You're fine. Uh, it's not unlike the parable of the hidden treasure. The yeah. kingdom of heaven is like a hidden treasure in a field, which a man found and covered up. Then, in his joy, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Or the parable of the uh, pearl of great price. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls, who, on finding one pearl of great value, went and sold it all that he had and bought it it's this pursuit of christ yeah it's it's um it's a desire to be like
1: him it's a desire to be free from sin it's a desire to be free from sin and all its influences and all its power and all its forms it's a desire not only to stop sinning but to stop desiring sin right that's what it is it's saying i don't only want not to sin I want to no longer to crave that sin. Right? Right? To know its taste, to to know, you know, whatever, um to 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 think I'm being satisfied by some temporal, you know, um pleasure. That's what I think that righteousness
0: ultimately is, right? Yeah, right? it, it's it's hating not just the sin, but even the fact that you still have a desire of it. Um, for example, this is the end of May, in which as I said, we were, rec- we are recording this podcast and it's that season of life where we have a lot of high school graduations. And we have a lot of banquets and awards ceremonies and things like that. And um, awards and scholarships are being given out, mm-hmm. which is a good thing if a, student is pursuing college and so i find myself uh as my daughter briali is receiving scholarships and being um, recognized uh, all those things are good but but even last night on a particular banquet i was i was thinking that she had received uh a $1000 scholarship well she had received it but it was another time, and it was just being recognized that night. I thought it was two different thousand dollar scholarships, mm-hmm. so I was disappointed that it was just the thousand dollars.
1: Yeah.
0: And but I got to thinking about that later, and I'm like, why, why even be disappointed? Yeah. I didn't deserve the thousand dollars that that she got. Right. So I and it just grieved me that I would think that way. Right. And so. That I'm not setting myself up as the model. No, I'm like just saying that's what we're talking about. Yes. And, you know,
1: I, I think I used this example earlier, but I, I, there, there's some truth in the fact that one of the graces that are ours in sanctification is that we become more and more aware of our sin. Right. Right. And so it may seem that to us, it would seem like I seem to be getting more sinful. Yes. the more I grow in sanctification, yeah, yes. and it's not the case. But you know, I'm actually growing less and less. Um, you know, as I grow in Christ, but I'm I'm becoming more and more aware of what remains in me. Right, right? what used to fly by the radar, undetected, uh, now doesn't get by quite so easily. Right. Right. So there is a sense in which. Um, things like that, your motive, you know, this inner, um, you know, filth yeah. that, that remains, right. you know, found its way, and, and what a grace of God that, that you saw it for what it was. Right. I mean, it could have just went un, um, unnoticed and like a cancer, right? Grew, right. But but what a wonderful grace.
0: Yes, um, and to to be so discontented, and to be so ungrateful just absolutely it hit me in between the eyes you know and made me think wow wh- uh, what's wrong with me yeah you know the hunger here is really
1: for the polluting aspect of sin to be removed right that thing that makes yes. me dirty yes yeah that thing how, why can't it be gone right right um and i i think like that all the time you know i i'm made aware of this thing that i i can't shake or or my attitude or whatever the case may be and i honestly sometimes i i sit and think you know what is wrong with me what is wrong with me that this is still an issue right, right. or that or that this thing has come up i thought that was out and um and you know that um that grace you know is is there, you know forgiveness is there, you know all those things, but if you if that's as far as you go, if that's is if that's where you land, which is really so often the answer you know for for many people, you know that um well you've you know you're a, you're a sinner, and people go, yeah, thank goodness for forgiveness, well no, that's true, that's true yes. but man, that can't be where it stops, right, if that's where it stops. Uh, it'll never be my desire to shake it. I can always just fall back in the fact that I'm forgiven. You are forgiven. Mercy is a is the catalyst for not wanting to do it anymore. Mm-hmm. Grace is a, a deterrent of sin, right? Right. Not a um, not the thing that motivates sin. I if I if I constantly just go, well, there's grace, so it's okay. Then, then I have missed out. I don't understand grace, grace. I'm so offended. I hate the fact that it remains, right. but I love the fact that I'm forgiven. So, Father, would you would you strengthen me, enable me not to ever offend you like that again?
0: In uh, that way, um, I I can I can truly appreciate grace. Right. Well, in his great book, Studies in the Sermon on the Mount, that it's a spiritual classic uh, by Martin Lloyd Jones. Uh, He writes of this idea of hungering and thirsting for righteousness. I do not know of a better test that anyone can apply to himself or herself in this whole matter of the Christian profession than a verse like this. If this verse is to you one of the most blessed statements of the whole Scripture, you can be quite certain that you are a Christian. If not, then you had better examine the foundations again. Yeah. That puts this verse in perspective and helps us to think, Am I hungering and thirsting for righteousness? And again, trying to answer that question, how are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness satisfied? Psalm sixty-three, one, O oh God, you are my God. Earnestly I seek you. My soul thirsts for you, my flesh faints for you, as in a dry and weary land where there is no water. Yeah. Psalm forty-two says something
1: similar. As as a deer pants for flowing streams, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. And this is what it means to thirst, right? To to, to thirst. And you know, I was. Um, can I read an Old Testament example of of what it means to hunger? Sure. Just for a second, and then and then and as we consider this, consider. Have you ever been that hungry? Now, if you if, if we were hungry for spiritual things, for sanctification like this, imagine w- what it would mean in, in your spiritual life. 2 Kings 6, 25-29. There was a great famine in Samaria. As they besieged it, until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver and the fourth part of a cab of dove's dung for 5 shekels of silver. Now, as the king of Israel was passing by, On the wall, a woman cried out to him, saying, Help me, my lord, O king. And he said, If the Lord will not help you, how shall I help you? From the threshing floor, or from the wine press? And the king asked her, What's your trouble? She answered, The woman said to me, Give your son, that we may eat him today, and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we boiled my son and ate him. And on the next day I said to her, Give your son, that we may eat him but she has hidden her son. Can you imagine? These people are so they're so desperate for food. They are beseeched by the enemy. Yes, and um, and and the king recognizes he's got nothing to offer. If the Lord doesn't r- relieve this, I can do you no good. Right. But what's your problem? Well, we've come down to eating our children. Can you imagine being so hungry that you would boil your child and eat it? But that's what's being called for in this kind of hunger. Do you long for sanctification like that woman longed for food? I, no. Right. Because if we did, we would eliminate everything from our lives that hinders it, and we would pursue with everything in our power
0: that which facilitates it. Right? Right? That, isn't, that, isn't that the point? Yes. Um, and I know that, that that illustration, and you used it because it, it makes such a vivid, really horrid kind of point. Well, we think we've been hungry before. Right. Right.
1: We often think, I've been hungry, man. I, you know, my belly was rumbling, that kind of thing. Yeah. I've never been so hungry that I would kill and eat my child. Right. That's hunger. Yes. That we have never known. That's desperation. Yes. But isn't that exactly the way we're supposed to feel about the righteous the, the remain the remnants of sin and the need for a practical righteousness? Yes. We're supposed to hunger like that. Right. That's why I used it. Yes, it brings up a horrid image, but it should say to us, if that's what's demanded of me, I've got so many things that stand in the way, um, uh, you know, which Temporarily satisfy this hunger, but actually only
0: lead to death. Right? Uh, is that, does that make sense? What I'm saying? Oh, yes, exactly. And and I think the the fact that you use that illustration uh, just brings the point home in in a very vivid kind of way. So uh, you said it just a moment ago. One of the ways that we can uh, know our uh, test our hungering and thirsting. Uh, is avoiding everything that that opposes righteousness. How did you say it exactly? Well, I think, yeah,
1: abandoning. I don't know how I said it. Right. Abandoning those things which um, keep us from it and pursuing those things that facilitate it. I mean, Martin Lloyd-Jones gave some examples, and he says avoiding everything. This is ways that we can um, facilitate, if you will. Avoid everything that is opposed to that righteousness. I cannot attain righteousness on my own but what I can do is avoid those things that are opposed to it. In other words, I can't make myself like Christ but I can stop walking in the gutters. Right? Right. Or as you, you know, you have said, you know, you can't uh Keep a bird from landing on your head, but you can keep him from making a nest, right? Or whatever the well, case may be. I can't be.
0: keep a bird from flying over my head, yeah. but I can't keep him from landing and making a nest. Yes.
1: Yeah, so if if there's things that um that are opposed to that righteousness, why don't I abandon them, drop them, avoid the things that dull our appetites? I mean, seemingly innocent things that that dull our appetites. And and we're inundated with those every day. Yes, you know, um, you know. I heard someone say one time that Facebook will serve as a witness on Judgment Day, mm-hmm. because those people who say I didn't have time to read my Bible, and then you can just go back and look wow. at all the time they spent on Facebook, right?
0: Wow, yes. you
1: understand TV, all those things, right? I didn't have time. Well, no, you had plenty of time. You pursued what you wanted to pursue. And temporal satisfaction was found in Facebook or YouTube or television or tennis or golf or fishing or whatever the case may be. Not sinful in and of themselves, but they dull the appetite. Yes. And that's the point. If you know that and you should think about these things, abandon those things, right? Right. Um, If we keep this desire for righteousness constantly before us all the time that we need sanctification we need to be made like christ uh, in, a, in essence if we're too busy we're not hungry right right keep it before you all the time mm-hmm. you know it, it, when i get hungry i pull over and get something to eat i mean I, almost without exception right right i, I mean, mean that's the way that was the way most of us work in this yeah. society right where we have so much wealth right. well the fact is is um, if you're hungry, don't say you're hungry. You know when the food's before you and you refuse to take of it. Mm-hmm. Avail yourself of means of grace. Right? right? Um, go to go to where these these this sanctification is is worked out. Go to church, read your Bible, pray. Right? Right? You know why? Don't say you're hungry. For righteousness that you want to know and be more and more and more like Christ when the edification of the body and sanctification in in a real sense comes through the, the, the reading, the prayer, the the preaching of god's Word, the exposition of his word, and the facilitation of spiritual gifts from one to another in the context of the assembled body mm-hmm. right and yet you don't come mm-hmm. well you're not all that hungry I mean avail yourself. You know, if you're hungry, go to the buffet.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That, that's that's where the food is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's what I guess I'm trying to say. I think that's it. Why?
0: Stop dulling your appetite, right? You, you, we, we eat sugar candies all day, and, and then we don't want dinner when it's ready. Right. That kind of thing. Yes. And I, and I think all of those examples that you just gave— Uh, from martin lloyd jones are, are perfect in our understanding inform us in trying to think about what it is to hunger and thirst for righteousness and of course the consequence is that these who do that who hunger and thirst for righteousness Will be satisfied or shall be satisfied. Yeah, uh, they'll be filled. Yeah. You, you know what it is to to be hungry and to go and, and have a meal and be filled and be satisfied, be content. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the idea of spiritually speaking. With this, well,
1: you know Jeremiah. You know, you know they were told. They, you know they're digging cisterns that hold no water. Right. When we seek satisfaction for in any other way than than the ways we've just mentioned, mm-hmm. we're digging wells that hold no water. Right? Right. If we really want to be satisfied in our hunger and thirsting, we're going to have to go to the well that actually contains the food and drink we need. Right. And, um, you know, we're told what that bread is. We're told what that water is. Right. It's Christ. Yes. And um, so eat the bread, drink the water Go where the God's means of grace have been afforded and, and, and partake.
0: Yes. Well, and I, I think as we work through these Beatitudes, and as we have in this month of June 2021 worked through the first four, uh, I think that you can see how that these would mark the true believer. Um, and not perfectly, even though you and I both have given illustrations of our personal life and and, uh, trying to flesh these things out, Uh, we're not saying that we're there. We have not accomplished these things. We're we're just saying that these things ought to mark us, Mm -hmm. Uh, being poor in spirit, being uh, mournful over our sin, being meek and hungering and thirsting for righteousness. We said it earlier. It probably bears uh, repeating again that uh, these are not means of salvation, but these are the marks of salvation being worked in you. Yes. And I think that's probably the best way to understand it. Well, I hope again that the listener has been blessed and uh, perhaps there's um, more that you would like to uh, discuss concerning these Beatitudes that we have looked at in this month of June, or perhaps there's something that has been raised in our podcast that has come out on this day the 24th of june and we just invite you to uh, call us to text us uh, email us go to our church website our church facebook page believers baptist church and we'll be glad to to talk with you and think about these things further with you and may the lord bless you thank you so much that you've taken the time to listen and once again, just a reminder, we appreciate any ratings, reviews, or shares, uh, good old-fashioned uh, word of mouth, any way that you can um, make the podcast known and available to others that it might be helpful. Uh, we would appreciate that. As always, may the Lord bless you, grace, and peace. Amen.